Welcome, guys. We are back at it again with another episode, and I'm excited because we are officially at episode nine. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my gosh, you guys. I can't believe we're already almost done with season one. We have one more episode left, and season one is done, and I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. I'm geeked up. Can you guys feel the energy? I hope you do. We're already... In the beginning of March, this is crazy. Why is this year like flying by like nobody's business? How do y'all feel about that? Mm. What I do know is I'm excited because it's Women's History Month. Okay, ladies. By the way, huge shout out to all female essential workers, independent ladies, mothers, daughters, grandmothers, aunties, best friends, haters. Okay, shout out to just all the ladies in general because... Can I just get a round of applause for us? Look, we are the human creators. We deserve a lot, a lot of acknowledgement, a lot of love. So just pour good energy and abundance into yourself today. Take an extra five minutes to meditate this month. Take time for you, eat healthy, work out, do um, something that makes you feel good because you know what? You deserve it, you boss, B-I-T-C-H-U. I know, she's geeked up today. I know, but she's honest. I'm geeked up every single day. And why am I referring myself to she? Who knows, okay? It's Women's History Month. I get a pass, okay? I also just want to talk about how this month, I am officially going sober. Mm, what does that look like for me? Well, obviously, no alcohol. Blah. Boring. I normally, typically, every now and then, before I go to bed, have a glass of wine. But I'm not doing that anymore because I am deciding that because it is Women's History Month and I want to be the best version of myself and being very intentional, I decided to do a 30-day challenge of no alcohol, um, no eating out, limiting my carbs, and no bad energy, okay? New month, new goals. That's just how we gonna do it, y'all, at least for me. So if you wanna join me in this 30-day challenge, feel free to tag me on Instagram at it's Brianna, I-T-S-B-R-Y-H-A-N-A, and let me know that you are joining. And let's just like be accountability partners because... That's the only way to be successful in life is having great energy and accountability partners around you, like-minded people. That's what we're going to do the month of March. Really excited about that. I really took some time the end of February, the shortest month of all months, Black History Month, um, to reflect just specifically on my journey this far. I know for me, I'm sure for all of us, 2020 was, it was a lot. It was a lot that I went through mentally, physically, emotionally. And I decided that in 2021, I wanted to make sure that I was very intentional with the way that I moved and the people that I surrounded myself with. And that comes with reflecting and journaling and, and annotating everything that I'm going through in life, you know, where I've been and where I'm going to be and where I want to be. So with that being said, 
um, I was thinking about just like my college experience and going to school, going to the University of Missouri, uh, having so many successful friends and individuals around me in my circle at that time and seeing where they are now. Like, it's interesting you know, you have friends, some friends are seasonal, you have acquaintances and things like that. Um, but you never really know where you guys are going to go later on in life. You know, it just so happens that let's say you become really good friends with somebody even at like a bar or a club or something and then end up being lifelong friends with that person. And then later on in life, it all makes sense. Well, it just so happened to have happened to me, um, have a lot of great successful friends who have either gone to the NFL, NBA, are uh, reporters, radio personalities, actors, et cetera, et cetera, just doing the goddamn thing. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Snaps fingers, snaps fingers. I don't know why my fingers are not snapping like wow a little clammy around here in these streets anyways um so today's special guest is one of those individuals he goes by the name of marcus golden he plays for the arizona cardinals he is 29 years young and before we get into this interview we got to drop this right here let's get it <laughs> leave it to be and let it be this podcast gives you all the insight that you need to know about mental health fitness relationships is your ex trash let's talk about what real real love looks like okay love yourself and don't give a f <laughs> leave it to be and let it be hosted by me brianna duh <laughs> All right, y'all. So today's episode, I'm really excited. Um, so he happens to be a college friend of mine and played for the NFL for the Arizona Cardinals. We welcome Marcus Golden to Leave It to Be. Welcome. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Appreciate you for having me on today. You know, it's good to be able to sit down and talk to you. Yes, for real. It's been a minute. So let's just go back to like where it all started to like where we met. So we met in school. I feel like we met at a party. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably probably I, uh, of course i probably i was thinking like somewhere on campus or something but you're probably right we probably met at a party i feel like because people don't know so so marcus is a mizzou alum for those of you guys who don't know or do we both went to school there um not sure if we graduated at the same time but i just know that marcus was always such a sweetheart and you were always a lot of fun to be around and you obviously yeah. made it so just talk to me about going to college. So why did you choose to go to Mizzou originally? Uh, it's crazy because I, I feel like man, Mizzou chose me being from with me being from St. Louis, Missouri. So, you know, yeah. that's the main school down there in Missouri. So uh -huh. and then my brother, actually, when I was in like what, like sixth grade, my yeah. big brother, Sherman Golden, he had got a, a full ride offer to Mizzou when he was like a freshman to play football when he was like a freshman in high school. So I ain't had no choice since then. I just like, man, I'm going <laughs> to go to Mizzou and play football too since my brother going. Okay. Were there any other schools that you thought about going to possibly or you just knew Mizzou was the one? Uh, not really because that's the thing about it. Like a lot of people didn't go to college in my family. So when my brother yeah. got that offer, everybody went crazy. And so that was like the first college I ever found out about. So so once I found out about Mizzou, I was like, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I ain't really, I wasn't really worried about any other college. So were you the second to have graduated from school, from college? Second person in your what, family? Like a, no, no. In my family, I actually, 
on my dad's side, a lot of people graduated on my dad's side, but on my mom's side, yeah, I was the first. I was the first to graduate. That's amazing. I was too. How was that feeling of walking across the stage and being the first on your mom's side? It was a blessing. It was a blessing, of course, because um, my mom, she always used to always say she wanted her kids to graduate and mm-hmm. I wanted to be the one to do that for her. And it was a blessing. And then just since me, since I graduated, all my other little cousins, they've been doing their thing and graduating too. So it started like a trend in the family. So that's one thing I'm proud of to, to be the first to get it started. But since then, a lot of my little cousins have stepped it up and went off to get even bigger degrees than me. Did you feel any pressure in regards to making it to the NFL, going to school for football and just going to school in general? Did you feel pressure like from your family or your friends? Uh, no, not really. Not really. I never really felt pressure. It's love because one thing about me, I always loved football. Football was something I always loved doing since I, I was a kid. So that was always like my getaway, get away from getting out of trouble and getting away out of my neighborhood, just having something to do. So when it came to that, I never felt pressure. But but of course, you 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 have some you uh, man, it's everything on me and you have your ups and downs. But I always tried to stay motivated and, and stay positive and keep a positive mindset. That's what was able to help me. That's beautiful. I love that. So at what point in your life did you realize that, look, I want to play this sport. I want to play football. Uh, it's crazy. Cause you know, you, you, as a kid, when I was a kid, I was like, I always knew I was going to play football. I knew that what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to make it to the NFL, but as you keep getting closer and closer, you, you get more and more motivated once you see signs and stuff happen to where you mm-hmm. actually think you can get closer. So I'll probably say, of course, when I was young, I wanted to make it to the NFL, but probably like when I, after like my my junior year of high school, I started really believing that I can make it in the NFL and mm-hmm. I have a shot to really make it if I work. So that's, that's when around the time, my junior year in high school, around the time I felt like I could really make it. And when you were in college and the transition from college to your career, what would you tell yourself back in college? What would you have told the old Marcus Golden back in school at Mizzou? Any advice that you would have given him? <laughs> uh really uh i'll probably just say to, to stay focused no matter what that's the mm-hmm. that's that's probably with my mindset no matter what but mine would probably be like make sure i stay focused don't be too hard on myself because it's all gonna work work itself out so i felt like i used to be too hard on myself with trying to reach my goals so that's probably one thing i'll probably say just not to be too hard on myself because it's all gonna work itself out in, in the long run anyway so why did you why do you feel as though you were too hard at yourself? Like what are some examples you can give me? <laughs> just like just wanting to make it in general. Like I said, my big brother uh got an offer to go to Mizzou and then uh, I came after him and my big brother, he wasn't able to to go off to Mizzou. He had to go to junior college and I came I came after him. So I felt like uh that was probably one thing, a little pressure I felt just knowing that I had to be the one to make it make mm-hmm. it and be able to, especially with my brother being so good and, and leading the way. So that was a little pressure, but it really wasn't, I can't really say too much pressure because I always had fun with it. Like I said, I always loved playing football. Yeah, I feel like you were such a good energy to be around. I mean, we weren't like best friends or anything, but when we did <laughs> hang out and when we did talk and vibe, I felt like you had such a great energy about you. Like in school, did you have any pressures like uh, in regards to like your teammates and stuff? Did you have any battles that you had to face that people didn't know about? I'm sure you had like personal experiences, even like with your family and life, you know, like how did you balance all of that? Uh, you know, really, you know, just like I always, like I said, 
I always it was like I'm I'm pretty much I don't I wouldn't say a tough guy, but I, I'm like I said I always I never really tried to I never let too too much get to me, man. That's what mm-hmm. I put it like. I never let too much get to me, and, and you know whenever I do have problems, like problems, you know I talk to my mom, talk to my family, but um, my my thing was my I say my motivation always been just to make it out. Coming from a tough neighborhood in St. Louis, uh, it, it was it's pretty tough from where I'm coming, where I come from, my family being from the, a, a tough neighborhood. So I always wanted to be the guy to, to be able to make it out. So I say that was that was one battle I had was just wanting to be the one to put my grandmother and my mom in a better light and mm-hmm. let them live a better life. And so that that was one thing that a little battle I had through through my college years and just trying to make sure I be the one. And that, that that's about it, just trying to make a better life for my family. And I even know before this, you had to make time for the interview because you are a father. So how has being a father... And being a black father at that, how has that changed your life? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. It changed you a lot because you go from, like I said, in college, you 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 about yourself, it's only you, then you have kids, and then you gotta change it around. So that's yeah. that's one thing. It's been a blessing just being able to be in my kids' life and uh, making sure they okay and putting them first and uh, having them is it's motivation to get out there and do better. Do better whenever you're doing something. You always putting your kids first. Big decisions come. Mm-hmm. You're always thinking about your kids. But it's a blessing. I love being <laughs> a father. My kids, they be they be acting a fool, but it's a blessing though. I love them. I love them with all my heart. How does he feel about his dad, like being on the NFL, or have been? In the NFL? Oh man, yeah. My, it's crazy because my son. Somebody asked me that the other day, and then. Yeah. That's all he know, and I always, I always be like, that's all he know because uh, he, I was drafted, and two days later he was born. So wow. my whole career, he been, he know his dad been playing football, so he excited, he get excited, but he kind of used to it, man. He just he laid back and chilled about it, but he's still <laughs> excited about it at the same time. Is uh, he playing football now too? I'm sure he wants to be just like his dad. Yes, yeah, he. <laughs> Uh, he playing a little flag football. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wait on contacts with football. I got him playing every sport. I'm gonna let him pick his pick his own thing. That's so cute, and I'm sure you all you're you know helping him create his legacy. What does legacy mean to you, Marcus? Legacy, uh, for me, man, it means a lot to me because it uh, is basically how do people gonna remember you when you're gone? When you're gone and you're not here and and, and you can't speak for yourself, you have a legacy to speak for you. So. Having a legacy is big on me. That's why I, that's part of my motivation every day is to, is to leave a big legacy. In. And you leave it through yourself, but also through your kids, like we were just talking about. So yeah. that's what I'm about. I'm always about trying to make sure I build on my <laughs> legacy, no matter what. That's dope. And I and I know, you know, with as much that you have to do being a father, you know, uh, being an athlete and things like that. How do you create time for yourself, your mental health? Like, what does that look like for you? Uh, really, I just make sure I relax. I make sure I get time to myself just to relax, just to chill, mm-hmm. uh, just just write down my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Gather my thoughts. You know, but really, uh, I make sure I get alone time. I feel like getting a little alone time and relaxation to yourself is always good for your mental health. And uh, thinking of, thinking about stuff, thinking about positive stuff, thinking about stuff that's not going to good that you got to fix and not running away from your problems. So that's what I think. Just mm-hmm. getting that alone time and facing your problems and being able to move on. But I feel like you need that that alone time for your mental health. What do you do during that alone time? Like, do you watch your favorite movie? Do you write in your journal? Do you meditate? Yeah, that's why I say meditate. I do a lot of stretching, stretching yeah. in my alone time. I got this little stretch routine I do a lot. Uh, listen to music a lot. And um, like you said, write, write, write thoughts down and, mm-hmm. and, and ideas that I try to come up with. And 
things that motivate me, big goals that I want to achieve, stuff like that. But just more like a relaxing, trying to relax and just get that alone time. That's that's what I feel like it's really about. What's that relaxing playlist look like? Like who's on there? Uh, there <laughs> It depends. It depends. On, it depends on how I'm feeling because I, I got. I, I saved so many songs on my phone from years ago. I, yeah. I even got this little meditation music, like this little oh, this little dope. list of like twenty songs for like meditation. So I yeah. usually turn that on too when I'm chill. But other than that, it probably be some slow music. I throw on some uh, Chris Brown, probably being there a little okay. bit if I'm taking it down there that slow. <laughs> or you know, if I'm if I want to keep it a little slow but smooth, I probably throw a little on and let that ride out and listen to them. But other than that, I probably, a little meditation music or just some little quietness. Yeah. So Marcus, what you, what have you been up to lately? I know you said, you know, you no longer play for the Arizona Cardinals. So what has Marcus's world been up to? What, what, what does that look like? No, you, you know, I actually do. I actually do still play for him. I actually, as of, as of right now, I do play for him. Okay. But uh, af, af, yeah, you know, I was in New York uh, and then I got traded yep. back to the Arizona Cardinals and I've been yep. playing back with the Cardinals. And so now that the season, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on the team, but when a free agency come, I could be a free agency. But of course, I, I want to be back with the Arizona Cardinals. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back and playing with them this season and, and helping them win a Super Bowl because I think we're building something special here. But mm. other than that, I've just been relaxing. I've been relaxing and <laughs> trying to chill with the fam. You know how it is in the off season. You got to get yeah. with the fam and relax a little bit. So what does this year look like for you? Like if you could paint a perfect picture, what would that look like? Uh, This year, if I could paint a perfect picture of, uh, I'll probably say, I'm, of course, man, I just want to become a better man. Of course, that's, that's mm-hmm. number one. Become a better man and all around. That's uh, taking care of my kids, being a better family man and a uh, better friend, all of that, man. And, and after that, you know, you want to have success. I, 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 in my career, I play football. I love what I do. And, yeah. and I've been, like I said, this is going to be my seventh year in the NFL. I'm blessed to Ooh. be playing seven years, going on my seven years. So I just want to have success this year on the field and off the field, too, uh, and, and do whatever I got to do just to be positive and, and keep pushing and keep making mm-hmm. the world better. That's the goal for the 2020, 2022, <laughs> 2021, 2021. Yeah, 2021. So yeah. being in the NFL, I'm sure there's been a lot of people who have asked you for favors, you know, because they know you're bringing in some money. Has there been like an outlandish like ask that people, that somebody close to you or just a random person have asked you or something like that? Like a sad story. It, of course, of course, you got them stories. You, I can't put people on blast too <laughs> you much. You don't gotta even tell me the person. Me. You don't even have to. Yeah, it's just in general. I just say in general. Mm-hmm. You just have you have a lot of people reaching out to you. You go from, like I said, you go from not come from nothing. So it's like you go from not having money at all, right. and people not hitting you up, people not checking on you, and all of a sudden you're the one with the money. Now everybody want to reach out to you. Everybody mm-hmm. want to talk to you. Everybody got to tell you their problems now. So it, 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 it was weird. It was weird at first. It took a little bit to get used to, but right. once you get used to it, you know the people that really care about you, who you can say yes to, and you know the people that's trying to use you. So you got to be man enough or, or if it vice versa, woman enough to say mm-hmm. no, to say no to the people that you know who trying to use you and uh, have a limit. Say yes to people who, who helped you out and you care about, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you got to have your limit with them too. So I just try to make sure I be a good dude and look out for the people who looked out for me. And what about friends? Like, what does that look like for you? Have you kept the friends from the beginning? You know, no new friends, Drake, or like, are you accepting, <laughs> are you accepting of having new friends? Like what, 
how do you feel about having friends right now in your lifetime? Uh, when I say when me really, uh, I, I I'm cool. I'm a cool dude. I don't go around thinking everybody else can get me. I try not to keep that <laughs> thinking everybody trying to get over on me. But I got good energy. I can pick good energy, and so yeah. you know you want to meet you want to meet new people and be able to have good friends and you know market yourself and market with people. And, but at the same time, I still hang out with the people I started with. My family, like my family, we had a lot of guy boys around the same age growing up when we was young. So. So I still hang out with my family members. Of course, a lot of my friends I grew up with and a lot of people that I went to college with and also playing the NFL with. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's friends, all types of new friends, but old, a lot of old friends. I feel like it's hard, you know, like I'm in a new space now. We're like, I'm on the radio in Los Angeles and you're, you know, you get introduced to new people. But like you have to be weary of like who who's trying to actually be your friend and like who's trying to be an opportunist. So like, I just feel like That's both true. you and I are very uh, like open arms. We want to be cool with everybody. Cause we're just very like extroverted people. We're outgoing people. So, I mean, do you ever set boundaries with people? Like, have you had to do that? Like, look, listen, like I can't always answer your phone calls. I'm sure girls you be in your DMS like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you know, you know, like you said, me and you go through it both just being in, yeah. this, in the entertainment business. Like you, it can be crazy just from you meet people. People want to get your information and all of that. So right. yeah, you just gotta you gotta be able to, to. I say just peep the energy. If you got a good good vibe off of them, trust your gut. And um, if you feel like talking to them could help you or be good for your business or something, then right. do that. But I just feel like I just trust my gut with people. I, if people if I got a bad feeling about you, then I'm not gonna mess with you. <laughs> and being <laughs> in your career right now, is there a story that? will always be a huge memory in your life that you've gone through so far in your professional career that you could share. Meaning like some, some like what, like a good story that happened it to could me? Be, or... It could be with like a fan experience, maybe a celebrity uh, with a teammate, just a story that, you know, you'll always remember. It could be anything. Maybe I don't have some good stories. I don't have some good stories. I don't have a lot of good stories from, playing football to being able to make it to the NFL and playing, being able to play football and be able to play with some, some of the top players that I didn't looked up to. Like, like I said, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Adrian Peterson. So those been great moments playing football and off the field. Uh, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I mean, you know, it's just been a blessing just to be able to live the dream and be able to, like I said, I've been wanting to do this since I was a kid. So yeah. me just being able to wake up and, and go to practice and be able to live the dream that I've been working hard to do since I was a kid, that's like big to me. But mm -hmm. it, it, I done had a lot of big moments on the field. I say a lot of, one thing I, 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 I was proud of is when I had left here and went to New York and a lot of people tried to write me off and think it, thought my career was over. And mm. I was able to go out in New York and ball out and still do my thing. So that's one, that's one moment of my career I always be excited about and always get a lot of good feelings from just being able to go up there and prove that I still had it. How did you stay motivated during that time when people were like talking down on your name or doubting you? Just uh, I, just working hard, working hard. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah I always been like that. It, I, I know if I put the work in and, and I'm working hard, mm -hmm. you can't really worry about what people say. If you know you're working hard and putting the work in, then it's, it's, it should work out. Either you're going to learn from it or you're going to have a lot of success. And so that's how I think just had that positive mindset about it. And having a lot of success comes a lot of successful friends. Like who would you say is successful in your group that you talk to like on a day to day? 
Uh, a couple of people. I got like I've been able to meet a lot of great people uh, from mm-hmm. a couple of people. Uh, Dwight Freeney, he's the future Hall of Famer that I was able to play with with my rookie year. Me and him keep in contact a lot. Chuck Smith, mm-hmm. he uh, played in the NFL a lot. He's like my trainer too, so he helped me out a lot. Give me great advice. Uh, even teammates, uh, Chandler Jones, uh, he's a great teammate of mine. Great, great all around guy. So I learned a lot from him from uh, business from. Just talking about family, so you meet a lot of great people, man. And yeah. That's that's what I that's what I love the most about this. You meet a lot of great people that that you can actually learn from. So it, that's the big blessing about it too. And I feel like too, you know, you you got to keep a good circle around you because like you have a really deep like day to day, you know, like as far as like working out and being a father and things like that. How do you stay motivated in regards to working out because? I feel like it's challenging even for myself to work out every single day. Like, is there a playlist that you go to or you just are motivated because of your son? Like, you know, to be the best, you got to you got to work out every single day consistently. Exactly. Uh, Really, it's it's a part of it's a part of me now. Like uh, since going off since high school, I used to always work out. But then going to college, that's all you do is work out in school and play football. So it's just a part of me now. I I feel I feel weird if I don't work out. So that's 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 where I'm at with it. I've been doing it so long that I got to do it. And I know how to get myself better. I know when Mm -hmm. to work out, how to push myself. So I just say just been doing it for so long and it's been part of my career. That that's that's what motivates me. Just getting up and it's just basically part of my daily routine is to work out and making sure I'm taking care of my body. Right. And for people, especially young black men that look up to you and want to play football or just want to excel in their careers or their dreams, what advice would you give to them? Uh, first, the first thing I say is believing in yourself, no matter what. Always believing in yourself because. That's the thing. You, I bet you know that too. With just trying to chase your dream, no matter what it is, being a football player, you can be, have a dream, a goal of not drinking soda or something <laughs> like that. You got to just believe it. You got to see yourself. You got to see yourself doing it at first. Cause it's gonna be a lot of stuff happen to where people try to tell you you can't do it, or something happen to where it look like it's not gonna happen. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to believe and keep pushing through that to where it's going. And just know it's gonna happen one day. Cause I just seen it in my head and I. And I'm working towards it. So that's what I say. Just believe in yourself no matter what. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, Marcus, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm really excited for your 2021-22 goals. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You know, you know, it's always good to talk to you. I can't wait to talk to you again. I know for real. I can't wait to see you. This COVID stuff is like real funky, (laughs) but one day we'll be able to link very soon. But I'm very proud of you. I really just wanted to talk to you on here because, I mean, we have people of all ages and sexes and things like this that listen to the podcast. And I just know like you're one of those people who definitely motivate a lot of young men and women. So I just want to thank you so much for your time. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right, Marcus, you have a good one, okay? Right. Okay, you too. Huge shout out to my friend Marcus Golden. I mean, I love seeing people succeed and going from literally nothing to becoming something and not only is he inspiring his loved ones, but just people that he doesn't even know, you know, it just speaks volume, his character. Uh, You can even check out the visual that I'm going to post on my Instagram at it's Brianna. Like Marcus is such a genuine individual and that's very hard to come by in the entertainment industry. Um, He has such a light 
and uh, divine energy about him, which I value and definitely appreciate. He is a father. He is a friend. He is a son. And he's all about his family. We are family. Nah, 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 nah. No, but seriously, though, like, ugh, man, Marcus Golden is so dope. I think he's amazing. When I first met him in college, I was like, you're really cool. Um, you're different. You're going to be somebody. And then like later on in life, it's so crazy. Fast forward. I don't even know how, but we ran into each other at the club. And it was interesting because we were just turning up and celebrating life really at the time. And we've just always vibed. He's just such a dope individual. And I just love seeing good things happen to good people. You know what I mean? Like seeing good things happen to just individuals that are deserving of abundance and success. Ooh, that makes me so happy. I just love seeing all of that. So huge shout out to Marcus Golden on that. And this is why for those of you who are in college, who have graduated from college, who are thinking about going to school, this is the the importance of going to school and not even just like education. Yes, we all need to learn, you know what I'm saying? Knowledge is power, but also relationships. I have met some of the best people to date from going to school. So huge shout out to the University of Missouri. I am a Mizzou alumna and I absolutely I absolutely value education and going away to school. Community college is dope, but the best experience for me personally just because I went through it. I went 4 years and going to all 4 year school, I decided to go away. I'm originally from Chicago. I went to Mizzou, which was like 7 hours out of like from where I'm from and I met some of the most amazing people there and that was just because of relationships, the classes I was in, um, being involved outside, like being on exec board for NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists, uh, going to the library, going to events, being part of clubs, like really putting myself out there and like out of my comfort zone because it's really easy to either one, just party and get kicked out of school, which has happened to some of my peers, or two, end up staying in your dorm and being a homebody, not a homebody, I guess a dorm body, <laughs> and just not being involved in social. Um, you you got to find that happy medium. You know, I realize like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, sorry, mama, sorry, daddy. I was very sheltered in college. Like, I... My parents loved me unconditionally and I value that. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I was able to be as free and spread my wings, especially as such an extrovert as I was and am. It was hard for me because I wanted to just be outside at the parties and hang out, not have a curfew. My mom was like, uh, no, you're going to be home at 11. Okay, 11 p.m. sharp. Okay, you're not going to have a boyfriend until you're literally a senior about to graduate and go to college. Okay, I if you want to hang out with boys, door is going to be open and I will be walking past the door like my mom and my dad did not play. My dad was a little bit more lenient, not going to lie. But uh, (laughs) but as far as my mom goes, like I just feel like I was very sheltered, which is okay in my situation, because when I did get to college, I valued that. But I'm, I'm going to be honest that 
first semester of freshman year in college, I was turned up. I was like, you know what I'm saying? It was every day was a different theme. Like, um, who is it? Taco Tuesday, Wacky Wednesday, not Freaky Friday. Oh, Lord. Um, Just like we were turning up every day of the week like. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember all the names of each day, but we were turning up every single day. So first semester and it reflected on my grade. So best believe, like I had to get it together very quickly because I was on academic probation. Yep, I'm gonna put it all out here. I was on academic probation first semester of freshman year in college because I went to a party school. Like going to fraternity parties was just like, Woo wee! I was having fun. I was outside. I was like, yes, okay. But, um, and not having a curfew was lit. But at the end of the day, let's rewind and let's relax, Brianna, because I had to get it together. Like, I was, I refused to go back home. When I was on academic probation, it literally, like, whipped me into shape and wanting to be the best version of myself, not just for, like, my family but for me because I knew I didn't want to go back home I knew that I loved college so much so I got it together and I really like I decided what it was that I wanted to do I wanted to go into journalism so I actively was like involved with you know NABJ I wanted to be the best journalist I wanted to be a reporter at the time I also wanted to be an actor so I got myself involved with um job opportunities and internships that put me into the rooms of those type of people so that I learned exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And that's how I ended up finding that radio was my jam. I knew that I was good at it specifically because I put myself in those rooms, in the studio, I got uncomfortable. And I was like, look, listen, I mean, this is the opportunity. This is the place and the space to make mistakes. And that's where I made my mistakes was in college. You don't want to like graduate from school and then try to learn and like get nitty gritty with with your jam and your job and decide like when you graduate, like it's very important to go to school just so that you can put yourself in situations to experience what it is that you think you want to do because you might think I thought I wanted to be a news reporter and I was very quickly realizing that I was mistaken by that because I worked in a newsroom for a semester and I was like oh no if it bleeds it leads are you kidding me that means basically like if somebody wasn't hurt in a story or if somebody didn't die, then like they didn't want to talk about it. You know, I would get calls, you know, like mothers crying because their children were missing. And I remember the newsroom manager telling me like, hang up, hang up on that mother. Like that doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. We have other situations. We have fires. We have people dying that we need to be talking about. And that to me broke my heart. Like I was in a deep depression, you know, like going in into that newsroom every single day because I was like, whoa, I'm too bubbly for this. Like I got too much of a personality and too much of a heart to do this. And that's okay. You know, like that's okay. I realized very quickly my freshman and sophomore year that that's like not what I wanted to do. But if I wouldn't have gone to school, then I wouldn't have learned everything that I know to date. And I wouldn't have experienced 
being on college radio and absolutely loving it or being on stage and being in theater and realizing that I was good at it and I enjoyed it and you know, preparing me for the real world in our careers. So, and I wouldn't have met Marcus Golden. So yeah, Marcus Golden, I went to school with Jordan Clarkson. I mean, like my girl Raven, like she's a reporter in Rochester. Like seriously, go to school, get your education, learn something, okay? Get those experiences that you need and that you want. All right, y'all. So Round of applause. We have officially made it to episode nine. Super excited. Feel free to share, like, subscribe, talk to me. Who do you want me to interview next, y'all? What do you guys want to see for season two, y'all? Because it's going to be Lady in the City. I'm super geeked. I'm excited. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And as always, do not forget to leave it to be and let it be. See you next week.